This is a Rollmaster classic actual play set in Terry K. Anther's excellent Shadow World using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on World Anvil, where our campaign is called The Praise of Old Men. You'll find links to that and our other forms of media for our sessions as well as an index of this episode in the description. This episode has jump cuts to keep the runtime down. Previously, giving up the hunt for Silt, the rogueless and mageless companions have continued to look for the final artefact, the Other Portal Rod, in the nearest unexplored major structure. This turned out to be an arena surrounded by the serpent-infested waters of the bay. They appeared largely empty. While investigating one of the two rooms off the arena floor, the party were attacked by chained, invisible entities that stole Cran's sacred crowbar, Betty, and used it to free themselves from their bonds. After a clumsy fight, the creatures were slain, and it's now time to continue onwards. And I'll take, I'll transfer yeah, I think crack. 52 off Cran and then cast the regeneration, so it'll take 52 rounds to clear it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. And didn't fumble, so they're gone after 52 rounds. Okay. Awesome. And you see Cran with an oily rag um, reverentially cleaning down Betty before he puts it back in. Is there? I should hope it's so, back. too. So this chamber was empty. This is obviously some sort of holding chamber, maybe for creatures that were then used in the battle, or maybe these oh, were the possessed souls of people used, or, or, or prisoners, possessed uh, souls of prisoners who were perhaps waiting to fight in the arena. Other though, otherwise, though, the chamber has a bare flagstone floor, dark, cold stone walls. The ceiling is quite low. The ceiling is barely high enough for Cran to stand up in, um, which might explain why um, you know the, the fight caused perhaps more trouble than, than you expected. So you remember that's your arena, your sandy arena with the stone, the rotating stone floor, just to make things interesting for the spectators. And uh, Cran and Victoria and Acor, you stand just outside the leftmost of the two doors that you can see. Uh, both okay, so the holding cells arrowed. don't go; they don't go anywhere deeper into the complex. They're just like literally a room. Well, let's go and glance through the second. Well, they go right. underneath. They go. I suppose in many ways they go underneath the steps, underneath the bleachers, <laughs> if you like. Yeah, but there's no kind of exits from the room. It's just a. Doesn't so seem to be any access in the room at all, no, and you've searched. Okay, um, let's go and just, well, I would suggest if it's empty, we don't go into the second one, but I'll just walk along to the right-hand one and have a look, a quick look in there. Okay, the cell on this door, again, is a small, you're going to have to duck to get through the iron cell in this door. There are some bars on it. So peering in, you can see little more than a stone floor. You can see there's blood on the floor, uh, old blood stains on the floor. You think you can see some smashed furniture. Certainly, there's some fragments of wood. That's weird. And and the bars are. It's a locked cage at the moment. Uh, the doors. No, they're the these are bars on a window. Oh, it's window. Okay. Yeah. So it's an iron door with some iron mm -hmm. bars, which would basically. Um, help seal off what is effectively a window no glass of course all right i'll try opening just in case it's unlocked. okay this door isn't locked so you can open it with kind of um a grating sound as the door shifts reluctantly like thus you got my back victoria yeah 
you can see that there is a door just to your left as you step in across to the right there's a smashed table there are two sets of steel shackles that are attached to the western wall to the left these shackles in pairs are on either side of another door there's a steel ring that's attached to this door at about waist height so some sort of handle all right um cran is gonna is there any any large-ish or lengths of wood or anything around in the arena or oh, driftwood or anything in the arena no no the floor actually the sandy floor actually looks almost pristine there are no rocks um it's it's not been raked but it's certainly flat smooth and debris free okay okay so i'll go for the old table grab a leg or something and i'll um assu i'm assuming there's some invisible things around here so i'm gonna okay. stand with my sword and go into this corner here i'll i'll wave okay. it in front of me and kind of in a in a way to make sure i can kind of get right into the corner without hitting anything and then i'll throw the table leg i kind of try and yeet it along that wall there okay and then go into the next corner i'll do all four walls in the same sort of manner okay um all right clan so you step in the as you step in your iron shod boots ring and resonate on the floor this room is slightly larger than the other ones but the ceiling is still quite low and dark and just glancing up uh, you can see that the ceiling is also stained perhaps rust perhaps something less wholesome gingerly prodding with your sword you manage to make your way across to the table grab a table leg and then as you said you work your way across to the corner swinging in front of you and prodding at the corner you're now quite close to the leftmost of the two sets of shackles that form on either side of the door here the shackles don't move however as you get close and they rest against the wall slack and loose you're able to throw the piece of wood across to the other corner and with a clang it hits the far corner and then comes to rest on the floor nothing reacts nothing seems to happen are you going to walk over pick it up and throw it against the other corner yeah i'm gonna i've got the two-handed sword out i hope it doesn't mind being used as like a cattle prod but uh, i'm gonna walk across and just waft it uh dust the corners whatever they say that's like house painting i guess but okay medieval times so you get across and your sword hasn't met any resistance so far glancing behind you you can see victoria has stepped into the room with the double-bladed scythe that she's used to such um good effect so far you bend down and pick up the wood and as you bend down can you both, Victoria and Crank, can you give me perception rolls, please? Ugnan, can you give me a perception roll as well, please? Ugnan, yours is hard. Thank you. Yeah, so Crank, you bend down, pick the wood up, and just glance up at the ceiling. There's, there's something a little bit disturbing about the ceiling. It's the stains and the marks on the ceiling, the fact that this ceiling is just so low. You're aware that above you, both you and Victoria, and Ugnan as well to a lesser extent are aware that above you there is a lot of heavy masonry 
and the ceiling is very, very low. Glancing across at the walls, you can also see the, the, the odd fact that the walls are quite smooth. Is the, okay, I say, as soon as I see that, Victoria, I can get back to the door. She's scaring the willies out of me and I'll, I'll jog back up, crunching on the ground. Um, yeah. Can I just tell you about one of the, um, the one of the comments? Sorry, John, to interrupt. Uh, one of the comments on the videos, just because you mentioned about the ceilings being too low. Uh, Stuart says this person yeah. said a firmly calm speech about ceilings, quotes being just a little bit too low, might be the most British thing I've ever listened to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Brits were only four foot six about, until about two hundred years ago. So well, well, that's right. <laughs> sorry, not not sure what to say about that apart from the fact. Trust me. <laughs> When you come across the legendary treasure hoard that lies at the end of this, there'll be a large pot of Earl Grey tea. <laughs> okay. So Cran and Ugnan and uh, Victoria, the ceiling is, is, is quite low. You're aware that there's a lot of heavy masonry above you. And, this, and the walls are very, very smooth. Unlike the chamber that you've just been in, where the, the walls were quite rough, these are smooth, almost, um, well, in our terms, almost plastered. They're not glass-like, but there are no blemishes. The stone looks like it's been rubbed off by something. By Cass's <laughs> dangling testicles. What is going on here? They crushed prisoners before, uh, if they got unruly, did they? Wasn't there something that uh, lived along the walls in the, in the temple? Don't yeah, there was. Remember, yeah. there was that um, sort of snake-like thing um, that moved around the walls. Well, I don't know if it's related. Mm. Nothing seems to be moving in the chamber. And there's enough light spilling in that you can see dimly into the corners. And, of course, the ceiling is low. It's barely seven foot above you. Uh, so there's no way that anything could hide in this. And with Cran and also Victoria moving around and swinging their blades... Um, around the room as they've done it seems difficult to imagine that anything could be hiding in here but there is definitely well, something a little bit peculiar about the room and let it me doesn't go and check out feel the door. right either hang on hang on, hang on. let me go and check it's out the door the ceilings see if might, we can get through might drop down and crush things if all the furniture's been crushed in here as well yeah that's what i'm worried about let's uh, let's get out and talk about a plan before i go and do anything stupid Stupid, well, more stupid than normal. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right, so imagine you're in there and the ceiling starts coming down. What are we going to do to stop that? You haven't got uh, any potent magic with you, have you? That is a fair fair question. Well, I mean, I can make a pit so that if it worse comes to worse, you can ah. jump into the pit. So it will go down and you'll be in the pit. I'll just suffocate in like five minutes' time. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's a good plan, actually. <laughs> um, my my hope is it's isolated to this room and through the door there may be a more normal area with a ceiling that's higher is it possible from where we are to get a light shine i'm not sure if you can cast light silk could oh she's not here um <laughs> i'm not sure if we can get a light shining through into the other room to check out if that ceiling's more more normal from where you are no you can't quite get an angle on the door and even if you you could, you, yeah, you could get an angle on the door across to your left, but you're too far yes. away, really, to see what's there unless you go into the room and up to the door. Okay. Does anyone have Are any you... idea what might 
trigger the ceiling, I can cast uh, silent moves and try and move quietly, but we've been making quite a lot of noise, so I don't think it's noise-triggered. Yeah, I'm a, I would guess a plate, but I don't know what, or an external... Well, you've moved around a fair sort. bit inside, so if there's a pressure plate, it's not an obvious one, and it's not been placed in the corners or by the door, unless it's one of those that's designed not to to trigger on the first person but it's designed to trigger on maybe the last person to catch everybody oh, I don't know. So, the, so the doorway itself I mean it, it, how is it constructed does it look like anything that can be pushing the bars down from like the, the side of the walls or from a from a, the top of the lintel so the door itself is a low sort of barely five foot small iron door the iron is very thick very hard solid and quite rusted doesn't look like that iron door is going to move or budge or collapse at all the iron door opens into this chamber there's nothing that you notice around the lintel or on the floor that that moves i mean certainly if you lean in and just press the flagstones directly in front of Cran. There's no give. The floor seems solid. Okay. Come on, it's bloody ancient, this place. It's, although that big thing outside did turn when I pulled the lever. Yep. We've got, we've got to find a way down. That's the only route we've got so far. My concern is if someone tries to force the door, that might trigger the ceiling. And that's maybe the only route we've got at the moment. How much of a job does it look like to try and work this door that we can see free, the one that's right beside Cran? You mean to take it out of um, the hinges? Yeah, take the hinges yeah, we off. Tap the hinges uh, with Betty and about an hour's worth of work, given the strength that you've got with Snarkle and Cran working on it, I mean, Betty <laughs> is actually, all joking aside... <laughs> and um, Sorry, and Victoria. I'm sorry, dear. I mean, yeah, you've got enough strength with the three of you to probably take the door off its hinges. And Betty, as you know, is actually more than just your your ordinary um, Walmart crowbar. This is the mother of all crowbars. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually, it's got enough love, it's going to turn sentient eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I shall name my crowbar Wound Weaver. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to spend an hour, you could take that door off its hinges. What are you going to do with an iron door unless you just want a hugely over oversized shield or more like a pavise than a shield? I'm not really sure what you're going to do with it, but you could certainly take it off its hinges. I was thinking more along the lines of suddenly the ceiling's dropping. There's no way that door can close now because it's off its hinges. It's just a matter of getting out quick enough unless it's like a proper like dead drop. Ceiling, yeah, that's what I was going to be a real problem. But then we maybe prop the door up in a corner. So if it is a dead drop, it hits the door first. My suspicion is it. Well, it is iron, but we'll see. it is and let's, it's let's, thick iron. Let's um. Why don't we prop it up in a kind of diagonal line between there and like there, just against the wall, so someone could dive underneath it. Hope hope a little it'll hold. Although if it's a dead drop, getting it as high as possible might be better. So we just put it at prop it up at 90 degrees so it goes right up almost to the ceiling um then it wouldn't or even even by the door as you're saying yeah well no i'm thinking like i could prep a pit i mean it's quite a powerful spell you know 
10 power points worth, which is quite a lot. But I can have it maybe sort of in that doorway so it could go under the door as well. So if I do cast it, you can just crawl under the pit through the, through the other side of the door. Great idea, yeah. Um, okay, well, I'm prepared to give it a try. Um, so we've got, we'll take the door off. Okay, so you can spend uh, half an hour with Betty and a little bit of brute force rather than low animal cunning, which is what Cherry would have supplied. And you can force the iron door off its hinges, wrenching at the masonry and the really well-crafted stonework, which has uh, held this door in place for so long. With the iron door off, you realise it's going to take two of you to move this door around quite slowly, so it wouldn't have been any use of any sort of um, makeshift ad hoc shield. But certainly some sort of large five-foot wedge, yep, it'll it'll do the job nicely. The iron is about um, three-quarters of an inch thick, so you're looking at a considerable amount of iron that you've now got. You want to wedge it in or prop it in a corner, is that correct? Yes. So some way, so how much gap between the top of the door and the ceiling is there right now? Is it like inches or? Uh, you're looking at about two feet. Okay. So the door is about five foot. The ceiling is about seven. So you're looking at approximately two feet. All right. In that case, I suggest we, we wedge it for the triangle against the wall on the floor, uh, but nearly vertical, enough space just for one person just to dive under if necessary. And then and do it right next to the door. So can we okay. kind of there? Okay. Yep. So you prop that door up so that if the ceiling does happen to drop, you can dive underneath sort of like the triangle formed by the door and the wall. And hopefully then the, the door will stop because it's so made of iron. The door will stop that floor. Sorry, the ceiling from collapsing anymore. Okay. Yep. Meanwhile, Ugnan, you're preparing a spell. Yeah, barrier pit. Um, that is that where the door is, the blue square. Yeah, but it squares the door. Yeah. So I could put the pit there, um, which means then you could jump in, and then underneath the the gate, if possible, or if you want, I could just put the the pit literally where you two are. If it drops, up, up to you really. No, I. That's uh. I mean. That may be actually the safest way to do it. Just go into the pit under the door and back up the other side. At least I can explore the room. Does anyone have any torches? Or let me check my own inventory. I'm not sure I do because I can't see in here. Flint and steel and nothing else. Oh, hang on. Oil flask. Ooh. Looking encouraging. You're in the Tip wrong the adventuring. You're in the wrong group. I've got everything to light a fire except no light source, unfortunately. Damn it. Okay, no, so no. Does anyone have a torch or, or a lantern? I can yeah, basically can have, light that, you can but have, I don't have one myself. You can have Ogden's if you want it. Perfect. All right, I'll light that before we go in. Just put it on the floor, um, and then I'll use it to... Actually, before we do anything, I'll, what I'll do is I'll try and sh uh, hold it up next to... The, if there's a, an area in the door where we can see through. Um, uh, yes, you can. And I'll look into the room beyond. Can we have a good look around their doorway as well, just to see if there's anything looking dodgy around there? Yeah, looking dodgy idea. around where? The actual door frame itself. So, so, say you're pulling on the door. Well, oh, there, right. Is there anything that does it look like a simple iron door like the other one? Is okay. It, is it different. Give me a give me a perception roll, uh, please, Victoria and Cran, as you look at the door handle. 
just to make sure the door handle looks um, normal. Uh, Cran, you're not sure. It seems uh, fairly straightforward to you. You just a great big iron ring. You just twist the ring and, and through you go. Um, Victoria, you have a closer look and just gingerly lift the handle slightly. It's cold to the touch, but that's probably just because it's steel and it's sheltered from the sun. It just feels cold. Both of you are convinced that um, this door will open inwards towards you. And it um, doesn't seem I... to be, you can't see any obvious trap. How, is the ceiling in the room beyond similar to the one in this room? Low, As in yes. smooth walls, smooth walls, yes. low. Okay. Yes. Yeah, the wall is smooth, but difficult to say if it's smoother or the same. Looking through into that next room, you can see there are piles of, of what look like hay that are heaped around in the corner of a room which looks like it's been ransacked. There's an odd door made of some sort of yellowish substance, maybe a um, mineral rock. It doesn't look like metal. Anyway, there's an odd yellowish door against the northern wall. Um, but that's about it. So I'll describe the door to Agnon. Hey, Agnon, there's some um, sort of weird, I don't know, strange material, yellowish material door, stone maybe. Do you know anything like that? Any of your weird and wonderful substances that you know about? Oh, uh, see brain, and I've just given you something in the tower there, Stuart. Not really, nothing that you've heard of. I mean, the only yellowish rock that you've come across before is, or yellowish mineral that you've come across before is, is really sulfur. If you get sort of large lumps of sulfur and sulfur stone, rumour is that you can take those and, and burn them to produce something rather nasty. But other than that, no. Not really, lad. Um, Sorry. I mean, it could just be a discoloured piece of stone. Well, can, can you get ready to cast just in case? Let's try and preserve your strength for when we really need it. Because I've got a nasty feeling we're going to meet that our bastard with the weapons and the attitudes in here somewhere. But I'll try and open it. But could you prepare it but not, I don't know how your magic works, but yeah, not I'll, cast it? And I'll, like, I'll hold it and hold it. And it'll yeah, and then just like if this whole thing goes to ratchet, then I'll, I'll be looking at you with petrified eyes and ready to dive into a pit. <laughs> All right. Victoria, I, I want you either get under the door or out of the room temporarily until we get the door open, just in case there's no time. Yeah, sure. All right. And when that's all the prep's done, I'll look at Agnan and say, you ready? OK, so you've asked Victoria to wait outside. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that there's a pit trap that's going to be cast underneath the door. Underneath that, the door, uh, I'll literally jump into it if, but only if the ceiling starts moving or comes down quickly. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to position the pit trap because uh, you're you're reaching for the door, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can do that. So All yeah, right, Agnon isn't. Yeah. Agnon's not going to be casting it in, unless the ceiling starts moving. Yep. So the, the plan will be it's like a, an emergency. Okay. Route. Yeah, because it's quite a hefty amount of power. So you're going to hope he casts faster than the ceiling collapses. Pretty much. Of course. <laughs> so you can see, okay. you can see Cran, you can see Cran like hit himself by the side of the head with his right fist. All right. He does this. So this sets Take up the random breaths. that that lovely D and D dice roll of beat me on a dice roll or you're dead. No saving throw. Okay. Also hoping the door might slow it down a bit. 
okay. Yeah, I, yeah it'll, it'll bounce it off do. that. It'll be fine. It so. will do. Okay, so let's see then. Um, I just, just emphasize that you were definitely using the wrong tense. It would do if there was a problem with the ceiling. <laughs> okay. It's the right thing you should have said. So. Okay. Cran, you grasp the handle of the door and give the ring a twist and pull the door towards you. And it's it's stiff and it resists. But then after an initial bit of resistance, which could be its age, the door actually opens very, very easily indeed, almost as if the hinges have been oiled and it's being assisted in opening. Um, there's just, as you pull the door open, it just feels a bit peculiar the way it opens. But nothing happens to the ceiling at all. What do you want to do? Cradle let out a big breath. Fuck, I hate this place. And then go in the other room and get crossed by the ceiling on the other side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Okay. Cradle. Uh, uh, right, I'm going to move that. the torch in. Yep. Um, okay, Cran, you can see that. Cran, give me a an extremely hard perception roll, please, as you wave that torch around the room just to get a glimpse because the room is actually quite dark because there are no windows the hay the hay piles cast obviously a shadow you can see what looks like a small chest over in the far corner of the room the chest is looks like almost like a traveling chest the lid is closed the yellowish rock though casts a shadow hmm? yellowish rock door cast so there's a shadow, shadow coming kind of into the room yep well actually the shadow because of where you're standing the shadow or shadows fall on the floor in that direction whoops going away from you well this is a bit rum don't have a good feeling about this yeah you and me both are you sure you're alone in that room I lad well, you can't see anything moving, Cran. There's nothing see. There's nothing rustling or moving around in the in the piles of straw, which are only inches high, not feet high. The chest is small. It's barely two and a half feet by two by two, um, and nothing moving around. Trying to go to the the hay pile next to him, and oh, he's a loved it. This when I was a kid, and he's like. He'll kick his feet up and down and try and kick hay up in the air to see if there's anything inside it. And then okay. if there yeah. isn't anything, he'll go over to the other one and do the same thing. Okay, Cran, you walk over into that nearest pile of hay and start kicking this really dry straw around, which almost immediately turns into sort of pulverised uh, fragments and dust. Um, and, of course, you've got a nice naked flame there as well concerned about more about asbestosis <laughs> mm. put the, I, I don't know i don't know if you've ever have you have you ever thrown custard powder onto a bonfire yeah it's, it's, that could be highly dangerous so, uh, <laughs> so there will. you are with 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 the bonfire and now something you kick custard powder into the flame no i'm joking it's so a daily you... lamp it's, it's highly <laughs> safe don't worry <laughs> <laughs> so you kick the straw around and all you really do is just disturb the straw and kick up a few spores which you kind of cough and splutter through but there's nothing actually in the straw at all oh that's a bit stupid maybe i won't do that in the future uh give me a constitution roll cran oh uh, no <laughs> 
actually sorry when i say constitution roll sorry this should be a disease roll please thank you <coughs> it's a bit dusty yeah. in here now <coughs> so you disturb the spores and bits of hay but there's nothing moving around in this room <coughs> i think you're okay Cram? infection <laughs> i think it's the rona i'm down with it <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after coughing and spluttering, Cran, there's nothing moving around in the piles of straw. Do you want to try out the other pile just to your right? No. Uh, I having, having just coughed and spluttered a bit from the dust that came up, I, I'll probably yep. give that a miss. Okay. Um, I'm going to... So what, what do you reckon, Victoria? That door looks bloody weird. Why is it casting a shadow across there? And is the shadow irrespective of the light that's shining on it now? As you wave the shadow around, whenever you focus, give me uh, now just um, just an ordinary perception roll, please, Cran. Um, Victoria, you can give me a perception roll as well. As Cran focuses on the weird shadows cast by the door. Yeah, Victoria, there are two distinct shadows cast by the door. Both, obviously, if you can imagine two pillars or two things stood in front of the door, they would cast shadows you know, going away from the torch. And that's what you can see falling on the floor. The things or whatever is casting these shadows or whatever effect is occurring is as if there was something that was about seven foot tall. Whatever is casting the shadows, if there is anything, would be about seven foot tall. And there's two of these shadows coming from the door. Mm. But the door seems to be plain yellow stone featureless that's weird there doesn't seem to be any obvious handle either should we get the rest of the group in yeah i've brain for this i can't even see it. it's just sort of like a shadow to me you said there's two of them there one of it's one of those yeah. invisible bastards that try to steal my crowbar might be i don't know you want to get everybody else into the room or do you want to leave them outside i don't know go in. some of them are beginning to come in what, what are you talking about coming in in for a penny and for a pound, I suppose. What's a pound? Wait. Oh. <laughs> What's a pound? pound five, sh five shillings in old money. Uh, considerably more. Um, okay, Snarkle, I know Jan's having trouble with his microphone, so he's sort of backed up a little bit. Snarkle will obviously stay close to his buddy, Acor. As the three of you come into the room, and Cran stands alertly with his uh, torch, nothing is happening at all. There was nothing, and Ugnan inspects where the straw was that Cran disturbed. There was nothing underneath it. The floor is quite plain. There is, Cran, as you sort of go a little bit more centrally into the room, you can see again more of uh, the telltale signs of bloodstains on the floor, um, more than the other two chambers that you were in. And as you now look around the room and check the corners, you can see that there are lots and lots of iron rings around the walls, which, judging from the other two chambers, probably once held shackles and manacles. Can we see the shadows that um, Victor, Victoria could see? Yes. I mean, now that you know what you're looking for, you can see these motionless shadows that are formed by the door, but the door is completely plain and featureless. As you look more closely at the door, you can see a single keyhole, but there's no obvious way of opening the door. Perhaps the key also is used to pull or push on the door, but there's no obvious iron ring. 
and the nature of the door itself all the other doors have been this nondescript thick heavy wrought iron this door is made of some sort of peculiar yellowish it looks like rock rather than metal because it seems rough not we smooth. came across Krigora before, didn't we? Which is the like yes. the magic proof compound. That wasn't yellow, was it? No. Okay. Krigora um, is black lined. Is is a sort of a black veined veined mineral, a silver silver veined I, mineral, I think. Yes, acorn. Can, can I cast stone lore on it? You can. Well, good idea. This is where I'm going to absolutely fumble and kill us all somehow. <laughs> it's collapsed. <laughs> 2d12 demons. You've got to lick the stone. That was the spell the I was looking for to trigger the collapse of the ceiling. <laughs> I thought it was a useless trap, and then I remembered there was a ranger itching to use his spell. <laughs> I've got a spell, damn it, and I'm going to use it even if it kills us all. So um, all you need to do is just uh, d100 roll and don't fumble the spell So because it's not an attack spell. So it's no base attack, no elemental. So just get over. There you go. Plenty. Cast with a plomb, dare I say. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, can you remind me what your stone law spell will reveal, please, Acor? Uh, the caster learns the nature and history of one, any one stone. Okay. Um, so you go closer to the door. And you cast the spell and then you back up very very quickly what you thought was stone is not stone it's sentient and as you cast the spell you realize that um that door is a living door and it's not stone it's something else and as you cast the spell two shapes um or the door appears to melt and two shapes appear and step slightly forwards away from the door. Both of these shapes are yellowish to begin with and then begin to very, very quickly change hue. Both carry long spears that glitter quite coldly, uh, humanoid, but robed in black clothing that changes hue and shape. So the clothing was yellow to begin with and quickly darkens. Where they, these creatures' robes touch the floor, however, the robes meld, or rather um, almost like a chameleon, take on the hue of the stonework. Clearly, Acor, the... summon something! He's, he's against us! <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> yes. Quick, kill Acor! That's, that's what we must do. He's so not a bowman. Clear... I knew he couldn't use my bow. He's a wizard. <laughs> Casting spells with his arrows. So very quickly, these creatures step away from the door and they're obviously some sort of chameleon-like creature. But as they step away from the door, you can see that there is now still um, a yellowish stone behind them. But they were obviously standing in front of the door. They both produced spears. Yes, Kran. I'm just saying, Kran has got his sword out. He's leaping straight to attack. There's no messing around here. Snarkle, we need you, lad. Uh, right, let's have uh, initiative rolls then, please. Why not? The first creature, as you begin to step forward slightly, Cran, will step towards you, actually, Victoria, and attack yeah. you. It takes its spear 
and it swings its spear elaborately around its head in some sort of obviously a move that's designed to intimidate but then it slashes with its spear at you that hits you the spear you avoid the um tip of the spear but take the shaft instead across probably your face and take 14 points of damage be careful oh, you don't want to take a shaft across the face first thing right. <laughs> and a b puncture sorry the tip does actually graze you there you go so you actually step out of the way uh victoria sorry i should read the critical before i try and describe it and actually you take the spear across the calf but as the spear tip strikes home somewhat ironically this thing is also sheathed in cold and you're going to take a cold critical as well oh yeah yeah uh rubbish you'll take nothing no damage is done. That was rubbish. Okay. And Cran, it's now your turn. So Cran with on. a roar. You cold bastard! And he'll run in and barrel into it with a massive swing from the sword, which I take it now has finally come alive and is beating like a broken oh, yeah. clock or something. Yes, it is. Okay, Could be so worse. That's... As, as... Uh, trip over my boots and headbutt it in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> 17 points and a would be a C slash critical, but this is a demon and your weapon is demon slaying, isn't it? it so is. can I have a high open-ended roll, please? Just die! That's not bad. 72 is uh, another 20 hit points. If this creature had a heart, it would have been killed instantly as you strike it through the chest. But these creatures don't have hearts, I'm afraid. Uh, I'm getting scared. Creature will then take its spear and try and impale you, Cran. That's eight points of damage and <gasps> just a D puncture. Oof. Just. You don't shrug those off very easily. 48. That catches you through the abdomen. Um, oh. So it leaves you stunned and unable to parry next round, but just one round, six hits. But of course, it also does a cold critical as well. Oh, six. Uh, one hit point. Ah, take that mighty one hit point. Victoria, it's your turn. Come on. Let's go. Eh. <sighs> That's actually 27 points and an E slash critical. And that's number two. This is the heat one. Give me your E slash first of all, please. Uh, So 53, taking three hits per round. And then can you give me your heat critical, please? I think that was your first attack. Oh, yeah. Uh, 80 doesn't do anything to it at all i'm afraid okay second attack please that's going to be 20 and a d slash critical so can you give me your d slash please oh that's good 28 oh, that's nice. another three hit points these creatures don't stun i'm afraid but you then do your cold critical please 
Oh, come on. Okay. Uh, right. Give me a perception roll, please. Can you give me, uh, give me an absurd perception roll, please? So your blade didn't really do much damage to it on that second critical. It was more of a glancing blow, Victoria. So give me an absurd. No. So pretty much uh, a straight roll. <laughs> yeah. Um, you just didn't really catch it well enough. Acor, no. it's your turn. Um, can I ready my bow, knock an arrow, and sort of stay just to one side of the door so Ugnan can get past if he needs to, but make sure I've got the one that Victoria's fighting in my sights? Yes, that's fine. Yep. So you're kind of in the doorway, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Ugnan. Ugnan's going to cast Calm 1, level 2 spell on uh, Shadow 1. Flamboyant, all that loveliness. Yep. Right, so it'll get a resistance roll. Yep. As you try and calm that, or try and influence that spirit, it immediately whirls and faces you and comes towards you, Ugnan. Okay. Um, one in that Ugnan. You can feel something inside you, and you can hear um, a familiar voice telling you or warning you that these creatures and the word that Orgiana uses is they eat magic. Snarkle, it's your turn. No magic. So you can step into the room and attack if you wish. You see Crun shaking his head, hand to his side. Grim. And I think he'd probably go for the closest one, which is number two. And that's 11 points of damage. And an A crush critical for Snarkle. 76. Okay. Um, let's have initiative rolls, please, then. So, creature number one uh, will continue to attack Cran, I'm afraid. Oh, it's not very really nice. That's, oh, still eight points. That's the benefit of having lots of armor. Even with a roll that's gone over 300, I can still only do eight points of damage on Cran. There's eight <laughs> points and a D puncture critical. There is an advantage to wearing heavy armor. Uh, 92. Right. Cran takes that spear through his kidneys. Um, spear goes through Cran's kidneys. He takes nine points, but you can see he immediately gasps, uh, drops his sword, and falls to his knees. He's going to die in six rounds. Gosh! Unless something serious is done. Number two moves towards you, I'm afraid, Ugnan, um, given that you're the caster. And let's see, it will try and attack you with his spear. And that hits you for 19 points of damage and a D slash critical. However, what I want you, uh, can you make a channeling? Uh, is it channeling? What's your realm? Is it yeah. mentalism? No. Channeling. Is it mental? Channeling. Right. Can you give me a channeling resistance roll, please? Because you're going to try and resist its uh, its attempts to strip your power points, which you do. Wow. Nothing else happens. <laughs> I only got uh, twenty. Uh, Ugnan, it's your turn. So as the spear struck you, 
you could feel some of your energy almost being drawn into the spear until the spear was whipped away. Um, you're sort of covered in a light sweat, but you feel okay. Okay, he, he had to put a full parry in there to try and mitigate that, which didn't seem to work very well, so he'll have to just make a zero attack. Yep, okay. That's a miss. Uh, that zero attack misses. Okay, that's all you can do. Victoria. Would I have seen uh, Cran get the... Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, in that case, I'm going to attack number one. <clears throat> okay. That's a miss, I'm afraid, Victoria. 24 points against number one, and you've managed to do an E slash critical. So can you roll your E slash, please? Ooh. 99. Nicely okay. done. Lovely. So you actually take the creature's head off. Switch will kill it. So 99 take in fact here you go. This is one of those famous ones, I suppose. There you go. Oh, one of those. <laughs> Perfect. Makes yeah. life difficult for the poor Slash. fool. Love that one. They must have had a lot of fun writing these. <laughs> okay, so you won't be able to use your second swing against another creature, I'm afraid, because you're gonna have to uh, that was my second swing. Was that you said? Of course it was. Yep. Yeah, Sorry. I missed the first one. Yeah. Okay. Cran, so you're, I'm afraid, are in too much pain to do anything. You can move 25%. So you could crawl towards um, Ugnan if you wish, but Ugnan is being attacked. But you're not able to do much more than that, I'm afraid. Come here, you hooded bastard. Uh, and then I'll leaving a, pa a trail of blood and urine down the floor, which is not very <laughs> nice for anyone. Uh, he'll end up where he is there. Oh, You've been to those house parties the same as me. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Oh, to be a student. Oh, there's not many house parties. I've, le I've left a trail of blood and urine on the floor. But that's, a that's a hell of a night if you end up there. Hey, party oh. hard, dude. All right, Acorn, <laughs> your turn. Uh, can I loose my arrow at number two, please? Yes, you can. Uh, that misses, I'm afraid. Oh, lovely. Snarko, it's your turn. Stuart, I was going so to it's... ask, um, because if the kind of trigger for my frenzy, yep. so I guess if I'm in too much pain, I couldn't move, and frenzy may not cut through it. Grant's I don't know. Prepared to, to kill himself to try and defend Ugly. Um, but no, I, 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 just... I think, no, I think you can. Yeah, it just seems to me that if... if... It seems to me that it would be sensible and be quite cool if your frenzy actually kicked in, even if you only had six rounds, five rounds or whatever left. So, no, if you want to. I mean, we could, John, if you, if you want to, if you take any sort of critical that immediately triggers will die in X rounds, as long as you haven't got any broken bones that stop you moving and you haven't. Uh, we could just play this as you automatically go into a frenzy. Yeah, because I'm thinking it, this is massive risk to the whole party. I've just taken an injury that's going to kill me within a minute, and I'm really angry, basically. But the issue is, I may <laughs> there's a bunch of people around me, and it may may not be the black hooded thing that I attack. So um, that's that's the slight. Well, I think I think it's one round for you to go into your frenzy. So next round, frenzy kicks in. So rather than you being stunned, etc., you'll be able to move and attack. Okay, uh, thank. I appreciate that. So Snarkle, Snarkle would see. Impossibly, Krat started to get up, blood pouring down his abdomen and back, and frothing at the mouth, and like a weird, crazed look in his eyes. 
So do okay. what, with that yep. what you want. Yeah. Snarkle, do okay. you want to move in and attack number two, or do you want to do something else? Snarkle will move in to attack number two and then do so with his um, battle axe. Okay. You can get plus 35 because you're going to attack from behind. There we go. So that's 10 points of damage. And that's going to be an A crush critical, please. Yep. 26 is another two points of damage. So this creature is quite badly injured, but it's still standing, I'm afraid. So we'll have initiative rolls, please, from everybody. Um, it's still going to go at you, Ugnan, I'm afraid. So you've set your parry. Afraid again, that hits you for 16 points of damage and another C slash critical. No, get this off me! Okay, but again, what it's going to try and do is rather than cause more physical damage on you, it's trying to cause stamina damage on you. So it again is going to make you make a channeling resistance roll. God, 11 and 13. But this is a higher critical. It takes half your um, power points away, please. Please. Victoria, it's your turn. If you move into attack, you can. I'll give you a flank um, bonus of plus twenty-five. Yeah, I think that's most important. Creature is trying to slash at Ugnan's throat and face and head with his spear, and you can see that Ugnan looks tired and weary and is now covered in sweat and is beginning to shake slightly, almost as if his energy is being drained. Off you go. Goodness me. So the first blade rings true and hits four. Nice. So that's 17. What are these damage. things that we are fighting? Look at my brain! Uh, D slash critical, please. Yep. Okay, that's another three hit points. Uh, was that heat or cold? Uh, heat. Off you go. Roll your A heat critical, please. Another seven hit points. Okay, second attack. Uh, still plus 25. Yep, that does eight points of damage. And it does an A slash critical. So can you roll me your A slash critical, please? 35 is another two hit points of damage. So you're whittling this thing down. It's still standing. Can you give me your cold critical, please? Yep. 37. Right, your cold criticals, you really want to roll low because they're healing it. Oh, right. Stop attacking it with one end. <laughs> okay, Ugnan, it's your turn. Has to be another zero attack to, to get that full parry, unfortunately. Another horrible miss. Yeah, it is. Cran. Plus 25 from behind, level 15. So my, my biggest problem is Snarkle's in the way and I don't differentiate friend from foe, so... Um... I'm going to make a hard, actually I'm really in pain, extremely hard frenzy check to see if I can avoid just going straight through him to the thing. Okay. So anything below zero isn't going to be good for Paul Snarkle. One second. Yeah, that's not a very good start to our friendship. <laughs> 143. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's okay. So, Cran... Uh, oh, I say, I'm awfully cross. Would you mind moving out of the way? <laughs> Thank Excuse you. me, Odin. Excuse me, old bean. A uh, little in the way there. Um, moves to the corner, moves to the side, and absolutely gangbusters. <clears throat> the last actions of a dying hero. Dying man. Dying man. 
Johnny oh. fucking die! 277. 48 points. I don't think go. I get more. So yeah, give me a high open-ended slaying, please. 71. <laughs> 71 is not bad. So, uh, oops, sorry. So 71 is going to be a brutal strike through the foe's heart. 20 hits. Right, doesn't have a heart, so the foe isn't going to die immediately. So it's 20 hits plus your 75 is 95. The creature collapses. Oops. Who's fucking next? And that's all I need. <clears throat> okay. So both creatures collapse to the floor, dropping their spears. And as you recover... Cran, do you need to make a roll to come out of your frenzy? Uh, next round I will, yeah, definitely. Okay. So, Acor, can you give me a perception roll, please? Just a straight perception roll. So, one body is slumped over by the uh, now, well, what is a stone door made of yellow rock. The other is slumped, obviously, across from you, quite close to you, um, a few feet. So give me a perception roll, please, Acor, on your turn. Okay. Uh, Acor, the creature that you killed first of all, you can see that the robes are now flat to the ground and the robes are beginning to beginning to take on the hue, colour and almost the texture of the flagstone floor. But there doesn't seem to be anything in the robes. Can I investigate the robes? slightly further to see if they take on the hues of something other than the ground if you want to go over and pick the robe up yes you can there is a yep. frothing madman bleeding from massive <laughs> abdominal wounds <laughs> right next to you at the moment just 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 pointing it out <laughs> leave him can't do anything about him i'm adding that sword by the way says acre as he wanders past. no no it's just i, I wonder how many you bastards i can take down with me before i finally keel over <laughs> Okay, so Acor uh, carefully steps over, Cram patting him on the shoulder, saying, tough luck, <laughs> and goes over to It's the what you would have wanted. Yeah. Uh, that's right. So the robes themselves, Acor, there is no body within the robes at all. The spear, the long black uh, shafted, horribly cold spear. I mean, even as you, even though the creature is gone, it looks like, the spear is still giving off waves of cold air. And you can see frost um, rhymes the spear tip. The robes themselves, though, as you gingerly touch them, are just cloth, are just made of some sort of cloth, but they're a very, very light cloth. Do you want to pick the robes up, try them on, or do you want to do something else? Can I gingerly pick one up and lay it on top of the... You said there was a chest in the room, sort of lay it on That's top right. of it. See if it takes okay. on the, the guise of the chest. Okay. You can do that, and as you watch for some time yes it does it begins to take on the hue of both the stone and also the wood as well so the lower part of the robes that are touching the stone take on the hue of the stone and the upper part take on what look like to be planks of wood visible clearly because you've got this mixture of wood and stone but there is some sort of chameleon-like camouflage ability on these robes. Okay. Snarkle, what do you want to do? Uh, is there any treasure in here? What's in that chest? Do you want to go and have a look? <laughs> uh, yes, <laughs> I love this. 
the two oh, the kidneys. Ah, ah. I love Snarkle. <laughs> Snarkle just shrugs and goes, yeah, you should lay off the drinking for a while then. <laughs> steps over the body of his companion. Your friend Acor has just placed some of those weird robes on the chest. You can sweep those off with your hands, Snarkle, if you want, and open the chest. Are, are, there, the, are there two robes? Two robes? Uh, yes, because there were two figures. Both of them were wearing the strange chameleon property-like robes. And, and where, where is the second robe? Near Cran. <laughs> okay. Who well, I've just stepped over. That's right. <laughs> He's probably getting blood on it. Someone stop him. Yeah. <laughs> he, was and, and me. he was trying His to His kidneys are leaking me. everywhere. It's connected straight to your bladder. It's, it's not pretty down there. So, Snarkle, do you want to sweep the robes aside that are resting on the chest and have a look inside? Uh, yes. So, Snarkle picks up the robe, um, hands it to Acor. And then turns to um, investigate the chest. Okay. There's no lock on the chest, but the chest is made of some sort of quite fine, dark wood. And as you open the chest, there's a strong smell of, I don't know, I suppose what almost resembles camphor. A strong sort of aromatic smell um, that, we you know, is designed to preserve and drive off moths and, 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 and you know, vermin like that. Inside the chest, you can see what looks like a smallish leather pouch. The pouch is, well, I say pouch, a small sort of leather cylinder. Um, the leather cylinder is about one and a half feet long, maybe about four inches wide in diameter, is irregularly shaped and has got some sort of twine or wrapping around it. Um, so it almost looks like a rolled up toolkit. Um, what you can also see in the chest next to that is a large dark book. The book has got a prominent silver padlock on it, but very conveniently, there's a silver key, and it certainly looks silver. There's a silver key resting on the book. There is writing on the book as well, but not writing that you can recognise. Old man, old man, old man, do you want, do you want this book? And, and Snarkle picks up the book um, and okay. waves at Oldman. Yeah, he okay. nods, but he's looking also with a concerned eye at Cran. Okay, right, I'm just going to move <laughs> oh, <thanks>. on. <laughs> okay, uh, so Ugnan, what do you want to do? Cran has got four rounds left. Do I need to roll first aid for us to, to diagnose he's got that, or does it look obvious? No, he took a... No, you can... Tell that he's in a bad way. He's gone pale. He's slumped to the floor, covered in sweat, and he's bleeding. Unfortunately, quite. he's, he's not. Bleeding. He's absolutely. Fr he's frothing at the mouth, oh. and he's looking like he's about to take your head off with a massive sweat. Oh, that's right. Yes, because it still isn't his turn. Yes. Yeah, so, Ugnan. Yes. Yeah, so, Cran took what you would know is a horrendous injury, but you can see he's gone into one of his his fits. Hmm. Okay. I the can... Earth Mother has possessed him totally. Come and look at the book and ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think Ugrin's going to delay to see what Cram does, but his delaying is to think about casting okay. Calm Spell on Cram if Cram starts going mad and coming towards him. Okay. Um, I, unfortunately, it'll be game over for you if I if I connect with anything, so I would move out of the way. 
I got hit with okay. I hit with a calm spell then. That's an instant spell for you now, isn't it? Yeah. Off you go. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I just want to pause. That so, Cran. If this fails, Cran is bound to attack you, Ugnan. Probably because yeah. you know what Cran thinks about creatures that try and affect his mind, and that's what you're kind of doing. Even when he has like a little fake wig on, and goes, "Calm down." <laughs> <laughs> okay, just for that, uh, there's no way Cran will attack you. Cran innate scoutness recognizes a kindred spirit. And immediately they start talking about Kevin Keegan and where they were. And actually, Cran, you do have a mullet going. Cran, I have a little portrait. That is it a is. mullet. That is, that is full. <laughs> Fucking fumble. That's a midfielder. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, dearie me. <laughs> okay, so the spell was fumbled. The uh, irony of Cran, uh, Cran kills Ugnan, the only man who could heal him. Uh, in the <laughs> That's right. All right, give me um, a, uh, a high open-ended, please. There you Fortunately, go. Fortunately, oh, non-attack. 81. 81. Okay, that's not normally that fatal. Serious strain causes Caster to misfire. Caster does not lose the spell points, but he's stunned for two rounds. Of course, it's going to be close. Ah, yeah. oh, shit. Oh dear, stun that that's what what bonus to attack? Cran, <laughs> <laughs> right, you've now got, I reckon, uh probably death in three sorry, rounds. death four in rounds. four rounds. So what do you want to do? You've got four rounds with which to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, so um I'm Come on, big man, you can do this. So what do you reckon the penalty is to try and break out? I, I thought it would be extremely hard, given the pain I'm in, and this is I'm going to die soon type thing. I'm get raging against the dying of the light at the moment, so a minus uh, 30 seems reasonable. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, it's extremely hard. Pray to whatever. Oh, no, you've got a new god now, so she might help you. Um, I'm not praying to her. Oh, that's probably sensible. All right. Yeah, you will. So, um, are there any other penalties that should get automatically applied here? Is it just like death in four rounds? There's no other. That's, that's lucky. There's no other penalties. There, there are no other penalties mentioned. Oh, we're okay. Oh, Holy mackerel! Thank goodness. Oh my you see, God. you see, Cran about to take your head off, and you're looking cowed in the corner, and oh shit, this is the end. And then I realise who you are, and I just drop the sword and just collapse to my knees on the floor. Fuck, Magnus, I'm done for. And that's it. Show me trousers. <laughs> Victoria, Cran drops his sword as the battle lust leaves him and drops Loot! his knees. <laughs> Take his sword. <laughs> At which point Victoria uh, says, um, Ugnan, could you help me? I'm bleeding at one per round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't no. ignore him. So what do you want to do? Uh Cran drops to the ground, um, clearly dying. Ugnan is exhausted. Uh, your other two friends, uh, your well, friends, companions, um, with nothing else to do, are just checking the robes, the spear, and the chest in the corner. What do you want to do? I'm just going to apply pressure to the wound. To your wound or to Kranz? Uh, to Kranz's uh, wound. Yeah. Okay. Ah, yeah, you're the not, kidneys! You're, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, squeeze on the kidneys and force squeeze some yeah. blood out. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, without first aid wouldn't do this, which is what that would kind of do. Um, you don't have second aid, but you do your best to try and staunch the bleeding. Okay, that's that's cool. Yeah. Acor. The robes, as they're brushed away, as Snarkle dismisses them, um, now rest fully on the floor and now carry on sort of camouflaging themselves to look like stone. Um, you, like Snarkle, can see that there's a book which Snarkle now holds. He's left the key sort of loose in the chest, but there's also this peculiar sort of what looks like almost a toolkit in the chest as well. I presume animal healing isn't going to do any good for Cran. No, no, absolutely would have an amazing effect <laughs> uh, in, in that case I continue to ignore the um, <laughs> the, in the corner okay. there's going to be a recording at the end of this <laughs> I'm going to snap your bow Okay. take a look at the uh, the, the balled up toolkit thing the toolkit itself as you lift it up it's got some weight to it. There's obviously some metal tools inside and untying the cord which kept this toolkit um, wrapped up. You can unroll what looks to be an odd collection of highly polished, non-tarnished uh, metallic instruments. You can see there are a large number of wickedly shaped, hooked and what must be quite sharp blades. You can also see some tweezers um, what look like almost thieves' picks, but they look oddly elongated. And some of the picks look to be serrated. There are also some vicious-looking books as well. Surgical uh, equipment? Looking Maybe. across it, it's not both, yeah. I mean, both, both of you have seen tools. Some of these tools have been wielded by battle surgeons some of the more skilled sort, but these tools are particularly fine. Anything to, um, like, sew ureters back together? <laughs> <laughs> Funnily, yes, is one that's labelled <laughs> conveniently as well. Um, <laughs> but some of the bladed instruments and some of the hooks and some of the seekers you've not seen before. This is either a very unusual and very sophisticated medical kit or something else. Okay, I, I take it and make a mental note to show Ognan when he's slightly less busy. Okay, do you want to take the tools? Yes. Okay, if you write down in your, if you, you can create something in your inventory and write um, fine surgical tools. Okay, Snarkle, you've collected this book, but obviously Ognan is busy with something else as Cran collapses to the floor. Um, do you want to grab the key to the book as well? Yes, he wants he wants to look at the book. I don't know why. So I'm going to get the key and take the book. Uh, I'll put yeah. it. So Snarkle puts the book into um, his his pack with the key. Okay. Carefully. All right. Yeah. If you in your if you call it in your inventory surgical book, and I'll tell you more about the book later when you've actually had a chance to look at and decipher the writing on it. The writing is black Nuretti, and of course i'm not sure um how many of you actually can speak black Nuretti at the moment uh ugnan it is now your turn cran is in a bad way he's got three rounds left now and unfortunately you are stunned so you're not able to do much at all i'm afraid no you collapse back dazed tired and exhausted cran you're not able to do anything 
Now I'll look, I'm looking at I'll look at Ugnan and and I'll I'll shake my head and say, I failed Ugnan. And there's the tears in Cran's eyes. Tell Sarissa I love her. And then he'll slump back onto his haunches. Oh, if I wasn't in lockdown, I might cry. Did you see that? That was uh, right. Yes, was okay. <laughs> I'd cry to your mouth. That's right. Victoria, it's your turn. So Ugnan and Cran look to be in a bad way. Uh, Cran is clearly dazed after trying to cast a spell. Cran's eyes are beginning to close. What do you uh, want to do? I'm going to step away from Cran and uh, slap Ugnan with my bloody hands. <laughs> Come on, get a hold of yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? That's not going to hold of yourself. I'm to save him. Get out of yourself. Can't you see I'm bleeding at one hip around? <laughs> Could Ugnan hey, pop a, uh, a stun relief herb? Or was he can't do that if he stunned himself? Uh, no, you can, actually. You can. So, actually, if you want to backtrack Ugnan, uh, yeah, so you, yeah, give yourself a stun relief herb. Okay, so Sereni, AF3. Get addicted. Yeah. Oh, no. Oof. Okay, then I'll um, transfer his kidney wound to me. I don't think that... Okay. I, I imagine that doesn't stop the timer, because I imagine it just gives the same level of decay to his own kidney. Yeah, so Cran is fine, but you are now dying at three hits per round, because you've taken... Or you're going to die in three rounds. Yeah. So I'll just do the transfer of spare spell. Hopefully this doesn't fumble. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, okay. Easy. Right, we're just going to jump on to Acor then. So, Cran, you are recovering. Ugnan, you are now at death's door. Acor, what do you want to do? Cran is uh, struggling to his feet, clutching, no, pulling on his not, sword, he's, pulling himself up. No, 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 he's, he's helping Ugnan out. He knows, he knows that Ugnan is about to die, so he's doing whatever he can to stop that. Acor, what do you want to do? Um... I'd like to calmly saunter over to the corner and pick up the the second uh, robe. And as I do, just say, uh, Ugna, remind me to talk to you about the uh, medical tools I just found later. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get right on that. <laughs> they nonchalantly say, you're dying. Yeah, yeah, he does this all the time. Trust me, attention seeker, <laughs> drama llama. <laughs> Snarkle, <laughs> what do you want to do? So, so Snarkle looks around, a bit impatient, and then he sort of mutters under his breath, "Manish, manish people, always, always so much, almost so much wasting time. Can we get a move on?" <laughs> oh, I'm dying over here. There's a tough crowd here. I can... <laughs> Victoria says. Yeah, and I'm, I'm bleeding. Look, look I've got a boo boo. Heal me, you selfish bastard. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's going to bleed out wow. here. Do you know, I'm getting the sense that we all laughed and we had fun when Silk was around, but I think she was the glue that held this party together. I agree. Okay. Okay, so... Yeah. All right, let me just get rid of that pointer. There's too much so... machismo now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Ugnan, you've now got as we go to you, top of the order again, you've now got two rounds left. Unfortunately, it's a level 10 spell, so I've got to take both those rounds and cast that round, and if I fumble that round, I die. Fuck me. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna, we'll come out of initiative then. 
so over the next few minutes, Cran's sorry, Ugnan's eyes begin to flutter <laughs> as Cran gathers round. Victoria as well. Akel, you've come over to and you've picked up that robe. Snarkle, um, you've got a book and a key. Akel, what did you? What else did you want to do? Sorry, I just because I, I fired an arrow at one of the monsters and I think it must have landed around here. Can I pick it up? You might be sat on it. Can I have my arrow back, please? <laughs> <laughs> His eyes are just twitching now. Not, not, not breathing me. I I think I saw. I think you've turned up and slightly miffed. I saw a slight, <laughs> a slight, a slight flaring of his nostrils there, just just very faint. But <laughs> what's that? What can I do Are to you... help Ugden? Fuck's sake, man! <laughs> Don't die. Said, his last dying words are: "I told you I wasn't very well." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, not the salmon pate. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yes. Okay. It wasn't the it wasn't the spear to the kidneys. It was the salmon pate. It's always the salmon pate that does you in the end. So, uh, with little that you can do, and just hope and trust that Ugnan is able somehow miraculously to heal himself again with the strange, uncanny powers that he has. Ugnan, as your life begins to flow away, obviously there's a very distressed voice inside you. And she is offering to save your life without you risking fumbling that spell. He'll if you decide again. not to and you die, she will find another vessel. Yeah, he'll just say one word. Silk. Fuck off. <laughs> he blames her for letting Silk, not helping him at the time when he wanted to get Silk. Right. If you die, then she will find another vessel. So that's going to be Cran or Victoria. Do you want Cran and Victoria possessed by Orgiana? <laughs> Orgiana will reject Cran within minutes. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> his, his vessel's leaking. <laughs> that obviously doesn't, but he's going to well, trust in himself that he won't die. What's the Okay, so what's the chance of you failing this role? Uh, I well, trust you, Ogden. A 1 and 20, so it's a, a 1 to 05 will be a fumble, won't it? And that'll be the end of it. Yeah. Even though I think he gets plus 10 on top of had... that. I mean, basically, 01 to 02 is automatic failure. Yeah. Because uh, what level spell is it? 10th. It's the, the highest level. And you've had two rounds of preparation, haven't you? So you're missing a round, aren't you? Uh, you need it's three it's, rounds. It, yeah, it's two round prep, one to cast. Okay. So it's got so to you've be... had two rounds of prep. And, of course, you can cast it when... Yeah, so you can cast it as you die, so to speak. Okay. If you're prepared to gamble with it, because if you die, you die, and she will possess either Victoria or Cran with their powerful weapons at her disposal. You know that Cran isn't is stubborn, but perhaps not strong-willed. Victoria, you don't know. Do what you think's right, Agnan. Just save yourself. No. Okay, Agnan. Reject her. Okay, give me that dice roll. Okay, so uh, we just do this right normal, normal by by rejecting spell. her as well. But okay, yeah, by rejecting her as well. This is, I think, the third time that she's offered your help, and she, and you've said no. Now there's nothing to stop her just going to find another vessel. Can we do it? Yep. Yeah, come on, this is tense. Do it. Do it. Ah, yeah. 66. Oh, it's an it's an un, unusual success. <laughs> okay, so 
Ugnan, you are able to stabilize yourself by casting the spell that you need. And in actual fact, as I look at the combat tracker, given the amount of hits as well, essentially you are weak and tired. So just remove the power points. In fact, Done. quite tired. Okay. Um, but you are fine. And yet again, you've resisted Orgiana's attempts to, well, you've not accepted her aid. That's the third time. I did ask for it, but she didn't give it to me the time when uh, Silk ran away, so... Uh, it's not the way I remember things. Well, I think I was a bit cheeky. And does this dialogue between... <laughs> the dialogue between... Sorry, sorry is, is, is the dialogue between Ugnan and Orgiana just happening inside Ugnan's head, or can all the rest of us... Hear? No, it's inside, it's inside his head. And also, as she has become more attuned and more interested in him... She is now visible to him at night. As soon as it gets dark, Orgiana sort of steps out of the shadows and lingers around Ugnan, talking to let, him and so on. Let the record share, my lord, that the aforementioned Ugnan did, <laughs> on the said date, request the help of Orgiana and she rejected him forthwith. And he got mighty miffed. Mighty yeah. miffed. <laughs> Okay, so Ugnan, you are okay. The rest of you are okay. You've got uh, this odd book and the key that Snarkle is carrying. Um, Acor thinks that he's found some highly, well, really masterfully crafted surgical tools, he thinks. Um, Victoria then coughs and says, still bleeding, <clears throat> still bleeding. But the rest of you seem okay. A first aid roll. Uh, Victoria, if you've got first aid, you could apply first yeah, aid and you. not carry on bleeding. Oh, I'll give you an hand. I'm pretty good at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Cran, well, do you want to make a first aid roll? I'm not sure you'd want me to, if I'm being honest. Having, having looked, hang on, let me get... Right, hang on a sec. It's a cheese sandwich you've got in here. That that normally does the trick. <laughs> That's right, a cheese sandwich <laughs> poultice. I might want to wash my hands first. No, oh, look, look I, I sorted it right out. Look, and he seems like, oh, okay. I think I might have bandaged the wrong leg. <laughs> All right, Ugnan, do you want to come to Victoria's rescue before she gets infected? Yeah, sure. Oh, my God, what have you done? Oh, yeah, can I have that cheese back? <laughs> Here's how long you it takes the kidneys. You bastard, to... Ugnan, thank you. <laughs> oh, seven hours for the kidneys to repair itself. Shall I get a okay. pot of Rucon? That'll sort you out. <laughs> So you're going to need to rest and recover. Ugnan, after attending to Victoria's wounds and his own wounds, slumps in the corner and looks shattered, obviously tired. There is, however, this yellow stone door that beckons invitingly to the north uh, with its single keyhole. Oh, there's a chest over there. I wonder what's in that. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. <laughs> is that another fumble? It, it is, isn't is, it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Luckily, it's just transparent. <laughs> so, the first one, who would I say it was to Victor Can? So, the first one, he's now taken on another 30 points of damage to himself. He's on 65 now. Okay, uh, let me just share the combat track with you, Kane. Okay, so yeah, you Victoria's on zero. So, I've just added that on. And then he fumbles. And then. Okay, uh, so. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wouldn't okay. be wanting that. I said O2. 
momentary lapse in concentration delays casting the spell by one round. So, yeah. Okay, there's the other transferal. And then this will have to be the regeneration, I suppose. Which will put him out of the mm. proceedings for the next while. Okay. We'll have a rest now. There you go. That's good. 54. Okay. So, Ugnan, you, you want are... to look at my book now, Ugnan? What do you say to read? <laughs> yeah, have, have a look at this and tell me what it says. Okay. So, the book, Ugnan, is written in black, Nuretti. And as you take the book, there's something about it which just makes your skin recoil. The, the, the covering on the book is just not right. It's give poor, me a... <laughs> Give me a... Give me a perception or just a straight perception. Oops, sorry, sorry. You're an experienced healer. Yeah, the book is made of flesh. So tanned oh, human flesh. You're ready to torture porn. How, how much, how much can this book, do you think? It's uh, made out of human flesh. Written on the spine in sort of letter, in gold lettering is the title of the book, and it's called The Law of Flesh. The book is padlocked using the silver padlock that Snarkle has. It's um, a torturer's guidebook, Ugnan. Right, okay. Lovely. He'll now, impart this. As strange as it is, actually, the a good torturer keeps his victim alive in addition to inflicting pain. So there's elements of this that if you chose to study it could probably help your healing. But there's going to be a downside as well in terms of some sort of corruption. The tools go with this as well. Yes, they are surgical tools, but they're the tools of a master torturer. Okay, he's got some kick-ass tools anyway. But you don't have torturing tools. They're like, they round out your set nicely there. <laughs> <laughs> These will give you plus... So the tools that I think Acor is holding or caring for you will give you um, plus 25 to any first or second aid roll. Yeah, he's got a pair of those as well already. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want these? I've got a set. I think, I think we should bend this book and uh, break these tools so they can't be used again. Yeah, more for that. Let's, let's have a nice little fire. Oh, no, I might be hungry if it's flesh. Ugnan, if you, do you want the book burnt? It would help your healing skills. Oh, there's, there's good and bad stuff in here. I'll have a little look through it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the avoid book. the chapters on the, on, the, on the torture porn and just look at the other ones. Torture <laughs> porn. Okay. Um, something about making movies called Sniff or Snuff or something. I don't <laughs> don't really understand. It takes us back a few years, doesn't it? Okay, sniff so movie. Yeah, Sniff <laughs> movies. So you take um, the book. Uh, if you want to make a note of that, it's Law of Flesh. Um, it's a master torturer's handbook and guidebook, uh, complete with illustrations. There's then there's this door snarkle. Now the keyhole is larger than the key that you was used to open the book. But there's no obvious key that you could see lying around the floor or by the door. As you approach the door, you can see that it's just this plain yellowish stone. Do you want me can to I, can I open it? You can, but there's no obvious handle. Give me a perception roll. Now that you're close to the door, give me a perception roll, please. The door itself uh, fits the stone neatly. But you can tell 
that the floor on the other side of the door begins to slope away. There's something about the air that's rushing underneath the door. And you can hear the telltale sound of rushing water on the other side of the door. And unfortunately, there's no handle to pull, twist or push on. It's not obvious how to does, open the door does, at all. Does, does, <clears throat> is that, is, well, we can tell it's a door. Does the door open inward into the chamber where we were in or outwards towards away from the chamber we're in? Uh, it opens away from you. And, and when you say there's a slope, or there's a, uh, is, is it going upwards or downwards? Or I just can't downwards. So, um, so Snarkle's going to give the door a shove and see if he can push it open. Okay, you put your shoulder to it and push as hard as you can, but no, nothing happens. The door is, is not going to budge easily, I'm afraid. Hey, big man, Kran, come here and help me push the door. Oh, fuck, hang on a minute. Oh no, you see Cran leave himself up and there's a bit of a twinge across his face. And he, you can see his trousers are a bit damp, sticking to his leg, and he smells pretty bad. And there's blood leaking out of the bottom of his armour. <clears throat> can we just like, can we like give it a few hours and let this fella just get back on his feet? Look at him, he's nearly fucked. Which one? And, the, um... the old man? Are you talking about <laughs> the old man? Yeah, old man saved our lives. I was fucking deader than corduroy back then, and look at me now. And that was all down to him. Yeah, okay, but you, 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 you people take a very long time. <laughs> and so Snarkle, Snarkle walks off to the corner and and sits down. And I'd, I'd like to, to see you um... walk off a a couple of kidneys missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've not tried yeah, to, like to see nail the Rog that you've been drinking all these all these times. Okay, Snarkle, you actually, as luck would have it, you go to sit down in the corner. Uh, can you give me a routine perception roll, please? <laughs> no way. Okay. So you sit down in that pale, uh, that old pile of straw, and you can feel something sticking, you know, uncomfortably underneath your leg, moving around the straw. Yeah. You find a key. Excellent. What is this? <laughs> look, tossing look away. I have the key. I love the accent, by the, the way. It's, it's growing on me. Sh okay. Shall we Shall we go through the door now, everybody? Do you want, shall, shall we start moving? Chop, chop. I <laughs> got a minute. We, well, first off, we need to let Ugman get a bit better. And that gives us perfect time to get a brew on. And, <laughs> and I'll pick her up. Pick up the cheese of from the floor. Of course, a cup of tea. <laughs> and uh, and then we can okay. like let, okay. let's have a bit of a breather and then like give it a couple of hours because I'm not feeling like facing one of those other fucks that came out of the wall just now. Okay, and, so um, where where do you, so you're going to need to rest and recover for a number of hours? Where do you want to do that? Do you want to do that in this chamber or do you want to move to another chamber or do you want to go somewhere else? Um, I suggest you another. The other chamber, yeah. uh, the, the one that we've killed everything in, with the dead invisible things in. Okay, so you want to go into this chamber here. Mm -hmm. Now remember, all of you, well, Narkel and Acor, you're actually hungry, but Victoria, Ugnan and Cran, you're not. Remember, the effect of prolonged 
well, being in this city for that long has kind of thrown your biological clocks for a loop. And you're really not hungry at all. You don't really feel that tired. But Acor and Snark, apart from the battle fatigue, Acor and Snark, although you are hungry, so you can sit down and eat. Victoria and, uh, sorry, Victoria, Ugnan and Cran, you'd have to force yourself to eat if that's what you want to do. But you don't actually feel hungry. Do you want to eat? No. No. Cran, do you want to eat? You don't feel hungry, but you know you should eat. Yeah, I'm... Manion's just... Cran's never, never let hunger get in the way of five solid meals a day, so uh, he's going to eat regardless. <laughs> okay. And that's where we'll leave this episode. Whew, close one for Ugnan there. Next episode, let's walk through that yellow door, see what that leads to. Thanks very much for watching, listening, subscribing, following, all that lovely stuff. Catch you next one. Happy gaming. Cheers.